The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by Dr. Michael Horton. For more information about this message or about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Our passage in the ongoing series on the wisdom literature is from Proverbs chapter 1, the first seven verses of Proverbs. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Years ago, uh, when an important case came before the uh, Supreme Court, you may have heard this uh, anecdote before, Justice Potter, Uh, was asked for a definition of pornography. And uh, he replied, I don't know exactly, after he stumbled over a couple of attempts, but I know it when I see it. (laughs) You know, the things that are really uh, important, either good or evil, in our lives are really difficult to to, to define. Think of love, how do you define love? And yet, yet it's so important in our lives. Wisdom is that way. How do you define wisdom? What is wisdom? It's something that we know better when we see it than we can define it in advance. One reason definition is so difficult is that wisdom is the busy intersection between knowledge and action. Even more than an intersection, wisdom is the skill that turns right knowledge into right action. We know impulsivity, you know, sort of get her done. Americans are uh, known for their can-do spirit. We're all activists, and that's our strength, but it's also a weakness. Uh, Albert Einstein said, the perfection of means and the ignorance of ends is a distinctive of our American character. You know, we're the, we're the culture of technology. We're the culture of not necessarily that form of knowledge that is wisdom, but that form of knowledge that is techne, technique, method. We're only a YouTube click away from being able to have our best life now. But, you know, if, if, if we remain impulsive, if we remain adolescent in our thinking, uh, then we never really have a goal, never have a purpose. We don't know why we're doing things, why we're creating things, why the technology is there. Fools despise instruction and knowledge, our text says. But if it's foolish to act without adequate knowledge, it's also foolish to have that knowledge and to unwisely defer, endlessly defer action You know, you could study the plays, but freeze instead of actually going uh, out for a pass. But you really know the plays. 
So foolishness can come in two forms, zeal without knowledge or knowledge without zeal. And it's wisdom that turns right understanding into right action. The glue of that is love. And that's what I think Solomon means here by fear. More on that in, in just a moment. So without a goal, without a purpose, without an end, it's just the nowhere man making all his nowhere plans for nobody. Doesn't have a point of view, knows not where he's going to, and he is a bit like you and me. We are, we are like that. There's very much of that in ourselves as in our neighbors. In biblical faith, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because we're made in God's image and God's likeness. Without that, there is no real telos. How can you tell a good watch? Well, you have to ask, what's it for? Uh, is it for throwing at a cat? Uh, you know, then a, a watch that doesn't run well is probably a, as good an object as anything else. But when you realize that the purpose of a watch is to tell time, you only know if it's a good watch if it's actually doing what it's made to. And we, we don't have any real wisdom about who we are and why we're here apart from God as our reference point. We're made in his image and in his likeness. You have made us for yourselves, O Lord, Augustine famously prayed, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. So a wise person has to know about a lot of things, but as the source of all existence is God, the source of all knowledge is God and his revelation. We can be educated fools. We can be very skillful uh, fools. Wisdom, our passage reminds us in his opening verses, requires instruction to understand words of insight. Instruction to understand words of insight. Now, that, that really can't be done on the internet. That really can't be done by jet skiers. You got to kind of submit to, to, to instruction to understand words of insight. And that's really what theology is all about. Paul encourages Timothy, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Instruction in order to understand sound words, words of insight. But it's not just receiving instruction, it's understanding that's required. Uh, you know, we, we all love it when you get A's uh, uh, on your papers and on your exams, but that's really not the, the goal. The goal ultimately is understanding which requires piety. It requires fear of God, respect for God, and I think the closely related to that is love. Not fear in the sense of fleeing, but fear in the sense of desire, something that you're attracted to. You know, a chef pursues years and years of becoming really good at the craft because he or she loves to create a meal. A, a geologist or a marine biologist they just love their field. They love what they're studying. They love the objects of their study. And the object of our study, theology, is God. It's the fear of God, really, that is the heart of all of our knowledge and all of our wisdom in any field. Even many Christians assume that theology is a waste of time. Fools despise knowledge and understanding, we're told here. You know, it's deeds, not creeds. It's life not doctrine. Well, this is the one side of that lack of wisdom, where we don't submit to instruction. We just want to get it done. 
We just want to know how to uh, apply it to our lives, how to make things work. And that's foolish. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. But wisdom not only involves instruction and understanding words of insight, our text adds that wisdom is to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. It's applied wisdom. And when you turn to the Apostle Paul and the way he treats wisdom in the first three chapters of, of Romans, he blames the moral depravity of the Gentile world on bad theology. They knew God by nature, but weren't thankful. They didn't respond to God or relate to God as the source of everything, so they began to worship the creature rather than the creator. They became what they worship. They became stupid animals, just like the creatures that they worshiped, living on gut instinct without any telos order to a higher goal than immediate gratification. But that's what happens when you separate knowledge from wisdom and both from God. These lacking qualities that Solomon mentions here, understanding, fidelity, love, and mercy, uh, are precisely the characteristics that Paul mentions, the Gentiles lacking. When you give up the fear of God, give up the worship of God, wisdom and knowledge just fall apart. Whereas all the wisdom we have lost in knowledge, T.S. Eliot's The Rock, and all the knowledge we've lost in information. We are inundated. Just turn on your radio, listen, listen to the news, or, or, or watch it or read it. We're inundated with data all the time, constantly, and we don't know how to interpret it. We don't know how it all fits in with the bigger plot of God's wisdom. So wisdom is that busy intersection between knowledge and action. If it's foolish to act without adequate knowledge, it's also foolish to be mere hearers of the word and not respond accordingly. And so just as the Jews in Paul's audience there in Rome are cheering as he's taking on the stupid Gentiles, he turns to his own people and says that they have actually become an obstacle, that because of them, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles. They claim to have Judeo-Christian values, or at least the Judeo part, uh, and yet, look at the way they live, just like the Gentiles. In biblical parlance, as you're learning, to know, yada, means to follow after. Godly wisdom requires knowledge and acknowledgement. And then the goal of all instruction, according to verse 2, is to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Prudence, knowledge, and discretion. Prudence is a really important subset of, of wisdom. You, you have to have prudence in order to have wisdom. If you're a fundamentalist or a liberal, you can just make a rule or break a rule. The world is very simple for you. It's all black and white. It's all really easy. You don't have to exercise wisdom. You just have to have, to have a list of things to do and not do, a list of things to believe and not believe, and then it's all done, all taken care of. Of, of, for you, but you never grow up. You never learn to, it's a muscle you never exercise. Wisdom has to be exercised. It has to be informed, but it also has to be exercised. And prudence 
is that skill of looking around at the circumstances when the principle can be applied in all sorts of different ways, when the question isn't right or wrong, but better and best. We talk about the difference between elements and circumstances in worship, for example. It, it, circumstances, circuminspectio, a compound meaning looking around. You know, when you, when you have elements clearly laid down, it's black and white, but then there are a lot of circumstances. What do we do in this case? What do we do in that case? What do we do when the Bible doesn't lay down clearly by good and necessary consequence what must be done, what must be believed? That's where wisdom steps in. Wisdom is not free from God's word, not free from knowledge and understanding, but is an exercise of it when you don't have black and white options. So the goal of character is to develop habits of picking up on both general biblical wisdom and particular immediate contexts, to know both well. And the more you do it well, the better you become. We know a prudent person when we see it. A fool's wrath, Solomon says later, is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. You always know a guy who's just sort of angry and shoots his mouth off. The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And so that's a lot of what you're doing here in seminary. You are learning to make right distinctions, to rightly divide the word of truth, and that takes prudence, circumspection, discretion. Despite quite different stories, the Bible and the pagan philosophers agree that everybody is born with a conscience, but not everybody is born with wisdom. Wisdom is one of those things that has to be acquired, and Jerusalem and Athens agree on this. Uh, for example, uh, Aristotle said that uh, wisdom is not something that you can just get off the street. It's not something that you're, that you're born with. It's something that you that you have to have inculcated, that you have to exercise over time. Here's what Aristotle says. Whereas young people become accomplished in geometry and mathematics and wise within these limits, prudent young people do not seem to be found today. The, the oldsters have always been picking on the, the youth. The reason, he says, is that prudence is concerned with particulars as well as universals. And particulars become known from experience, but a young person lacks experience since some length of time is needed to produce it. And so to acquire wisdom, you have to have prudence. And in order to have prudence, you have to have time plus a skilled community to grow up in. Others who are older have had more time and have become skilled practitioners. And that's why you have apprenticeships in all sorts of different fields. And that's what we should increasingly think of our churches as a place for apprenticeship. So to our passage tells us, similar to Aristotle's advice, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Similarly, Proverbs 9.9, 9, instruct the wise and they will become wiser still. 
teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. It's sort of like you know, the rich become richer. The more money you have, the more money, the, the easier it is to make it. And it's the same with wisdom. It's like learning a language, or riding a bike, or playing the piano. It takes time, and it takes time belonging to a particular community that, that's been riding bikes or playing pianos for a long time. When you get good at it, when you become competent, you don't have to stare at your fingers on the keyboard. You just play the music, and you don't have to stare at the handlebar, but you're riding your bike. But it takes a while. Increasingly, we don't have communities of virtue in this society. We have talking heads with extreme views, issuing groundless anathemas across the table at each other on so-called news programs. The world is very simple for such people. They don't need to acquire wisdom, not even knowledge, maybe data, but not knowledge. We won't ever need to really study an issue, reflect on the options, evaluate the data, or examine the precedents of wise people who have gone before us. We already know what's right and wrong, and those are the only decisions to be made in life, the ones that are either right or wrong. Again, think of Einstein's description, perfection of means and ignorance of ends defines the American character. Our text concludes with a reorientation on that very point, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. The finish line of all knowledge is also the starting line, the fear of God. Hallowed be thy name. That's how our days begin, that's how our days end. Whatever we're thinking, whatever we're working on, whatever we're studying, whatever we're doing, it starts with hallowed be thy name and finishes with hallowed be thy name. We're searching with passion, not just to get the right answers, but to follow after that good, true, and beautiful object of our study, God himself. But ultimate wisdom is not just acquired by virtuous habits, it's a gift of grace. The highest ultimate wisdom is something that we can't acquire. It's something that can only be given to us. And Paul has told us in Romans 1 and 2 that there is a wisdom implanted in human nature, but the highest wisdom comes not from looking around but from listening to a herald announce something that we could never find on our own or even in a virtuous community. The gospel is a strange announcement that only the church, this particular community, can know and proclaim to others. And that's why the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. The external word comes to us. That's how faith is given to us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scholar now? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Paul's not taking back everything that he said in Romans 1 and 2. He's not taking back everything he said about there being genuine, natural knowledge, natural revelation. Nor is he rejecting the wisdom that the Holy Spirit himself distributes throughout pagan cultures according to his common grace. What he's saying is that 
Even though the law makes sense to human wisdom and the law makes us wise in things below, only the gospel reconciles sinners to God. Seems crazy to say God justifies the wicked. Isn't the purpose of wisdom to make the wicked wicked no longer? Aren't you intercepting that by saying that God justifies the wicked? And Paul adds, because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who has become to us, who became to us, wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So ultimately, everything is from him and to him and through him. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and the best place to begin with the fear of God, the root of the fear of, if the fear of God is the root of wisdom, then the root of the fear of God really is the gospel. Because Jesus Christ ultimately is the wisdom from God. And this is why Paul could say that Christ is the summit of true wisdom in 1 Corinthians. He not only instructs us in righteousness, he is our righteousness. He not only inculcates holiness by his example, he is our holiness. He not only shows us the path to the good life, he is our redemption from sin and misery. And so let him be your wisdom, your righteousness, and your redemption even today. Let's pray. Father, we know that all true wisdom comes from you, that even though we distort it in our sinful and rebellious hearts, it's there all around us. The way you have made things just works. And so we thank you for that wisdom that is still there in common grace, in general revelation. We thank you for that wisdom that we can even receive from someone like Aristotle that, that agrees on so many points with what we read in Proverbs. And yet, Father, we know that ultimately that wisdom of which Solomon spoke was of his own descendant who was to sit on his throne forever. The one who comes from you as your wisdom in very essence, incarnate for us and for our salvation. And so, Father, as we read the wise, as we read the scholars, as we listen to the debaters, even of this age, we pray that we will never lose sight of Jesus Christ, from whom we receive fear of you, reverence for you, and love and desire and passion for knowing you better. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Copyright 2016, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.